0: Forget my cue. Sorry about that, kid. Uh, Michael and the Hilda the here with silent movie reviews again. I'm Kane. On the other side is Mike. How you doing, sir? Good evening. Good
1: evening. Good Welcome.
0: So we're doing this, man. Uh, we're beginning a new month. New month is new stuff, and new stuff means new themes. So, Mike, what are we doing this month? This we month, with... we,
1: well, we are. I think, I think this was a like a, a last call. Like we pulled an audible. I forget what we were originally going to do this month. It was going to be uh, music. Was this music was one? Okay. Music, yeah, so we, we decided, because we haven't really, I mean, we are sort of, you know, based in you know here's Asylum, we are a comic book, you know, book, you know, kind of book uh, podcast, and mm-hmm. we talk about the news, but we haven't done comic book movies in so long. We did so many last year with The Avengers, and we haven't done anything, so we thought we'd do a non-MCU Marvel month, because I think every movie we picked is Marvel, but they're pre-MCU.
0: I think we call it the anti-Marvel, anti-MCU, that's what you called it, so yeah. I think, cool theme. So yeah, we're doing anti-MCU month, and we're uh, starting off with two, and we're starting off with the Hulk, not the Incredible Hulk, not the Edward Norton Hulk. Because we're that doing, does fall uh, under
1: the MCU, yeah, the MCU, after, MCU after you and I it, talked about it, was I
0: was like, told you about it yesterday, I was like, oh, that is an MCU Yeah, one. they they kind People of... don't consider it an MCU one, but it actually it is an MCU, yeah. it's part of that. It's like the ugly little cousin that you don't want to talk yeah, about. They, like, they
1: talk, yeah, they yeah sit over in the corner over there with with Bubba. Don't don't, don't talk yeah, to it, him. Sit there. Here here's your plate of food and just leave yeah, us alone.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we're
1: doing Hulk that two thousand three Hulk with which Eric. I gave you an out. I gave you I an out because I know this is not a favorite. Uh, this doesn't fall in the in the Kane favorite movies.
0: No 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 no. And you sent me i so funny when you sent me the uh, the movies so, to do the watch-alongs and stuff within reviews and you threw Hulk in there. It's like well. Let me just watch it again. Tell you what, still hate it. Still, <laughs> I, really? still I, was, like it.
1: I was hoping with age you, you'd, you'd get wiser, but I guess I, not.
0: I hate it even more now. Really? Like, yeah, it's just so much stuff. You know, let's just get into it. <laughs> I'm not going to hold back anymore. Bruce, what happened to you
1: last night? I had the most vivid dream like being born, coming up for air, a light hitting my face, screaming, my heartbeat was like boom, boom. Betty, what's happening to me? I don't know.
0: I don't understand this. You were exposed to a dose of gamma radiation that should be lethal.
1: Yeah!
0: But you seem just fine.
1: Maybe there's something different in you.
0: How little do you understand, Miss Ross? My son is... Unique And because he is unique The world will not tolerate his existence
1: (laughs) My bros I think the rage is triggering the transformations
0: Feels a little far-fetched I think we passed
1: far-fetched a long time ago we're dealing with a monster he's a human being i will isolate it and treat myself and i'll kill it before it does any real harm but would you really destroy part of yourself i don't they lose control.
0: I like it. We're going to have to watch that temper of yours.
1: All right, well, we're going to cover the uh, Hulk 2003. Of course, you know, the American superhero film. Uh, This was directed by Ang Lee who had, I think, had just recently or freshly come off of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yeah. Uh in two thousand. So um you know this is pre Brokeback Mountain and pre um was yeah. it Lust and Caution, I think came out after this. Life so, of Pi,
0: too, right? Yeah. Life yeah. of
1: Pie, yeah. So this is those were all pre, but yeah, this was off a of sense of sensibility, the ice storm, um, and then of course probably his biggest one by that time was Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Uh and there is a lot, if you really dissect the movie, there are a lot of like themes that you're going to find that are very greek drama based when you actually watch this because that is one of the reasons why one of the actors nick nolte signed up because there is a greek drama to this and uh so i was i was really stoked to see this um so the rest of the cast of course we're going to be introduced to them as the characters go along but the rest of the cast is eric banna jennifer conley sam elliott uh john lucas and nick nolte and a uh, few others. We do have a couple of cameos to make sure to look out for in the yep. movie as well, which was not the start of it. I think was this the start of the cameos or 2003?
0: Mm, I think. This have... No, 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 no. Because he was in the Spidey movies too. Okay.
1: That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this was not the, the start. Yeah.
0: So it, he was, he'd already been, Stan had already been firmly established <laughs> in the Marvel movie. So he was around. I think he was in the. I think he was in a Captain America movie too, the uh, the really bad one from the early '90s. I got to find that cameo.
1: And I have to say, this is probably. And you are probably going to spit and get angry with me when I say this. I really feel that this is probably the first movie that, um, for like comic book characters, that really took a darker look at them, because this is pre Batman Begins. Mm. when you really – when you sit down and really delve into the movie and watch the movie, take away some of the things I know you probably don't like but I love about it and we're going to talk about those. But uh, a lot of the story itself, like I said, Nick Nolte looked at this as a Greek tragedy and you really see that kind of aspect in it. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, you do. Yeah. That and the uh, killer dogs, and you know, a, oh, and the... we'll explain the killer dogs. So, just yeah, you'll you will see now. This movie was in the makings since April 1997. All right, so this movie had been like in, in development hell. Uh, there was a director attached to it who eventually went on to direct another MCU movie that we've already done. Uh, Joe Johnson actually was originally set to direct the film, and he went on to eventually direct Captain America the first Avenger, first
0: Avenger yeah, one of, the, one of the better ones actually that uh the mcu has released especially for a standalone movie but it's probably one of my favorite ones i think when we we talked about it and uh actually i got to take something back because i always said like you can't make a superhero drama of, in the past when the character hasn't you know have been firmly established in the mcu we just saw that with black widow and then you reminded me well captain america and captain marvel did the same things i'm like yeah well you're right so yeah, we yeah. Those, those were pretty prequels kind of cool, yeah yeah, but I think that just threw me, so she's already dead and we're going back to tell the story. Again, I,
1: you and I had that talk uh, you know, on Heroes Asylum last week where I honestly, I think that made her story more impactful of what we're watching because we, we know her fate and seeing her with this broken family that she, you know, you got to realize at that very moment she was in a sort of a broken family. This is right after Civil War. The Avengers have broken up, so she's now a little bitter. And she had uh, like she was putting together another family that she had that that sort of be, excuse me sort of betrayed her mhm, you know, so I think that I think if if it had came out earlier, <laughs> well, I thought you know you and I always agreed with that it should have come out earlier to kind of match the match it, but I don't think it would have had the impact that um it had
0: I agree, I mean seeing that gravestone thing in the end spoilers with uh with y Yalo Yolova, Yaleva was there Jana yalo y- y- whatever the the other black widow. <laughs> <wolf. laughs> And when she sees her gravestone and it's like throwing flowers there that it it is kind of impactful when you you see what her fate is and ultimately becomes. I agree with that. But to me, I just wish I just wish it was set somewhere at least maybe phase three after Civil War, maybe before it it is after
1: Civil War and it is before Endgame. It's exactly when it when it is. This release date, it was. Yeah, uh, yeah but then, like, like I said, I don't think we would have had I that know, look, It's just a
0: quip. It's, just a quip. Like, it's a good movie. Watching it a second time, it's a good movie. But this movie we we're talking about is not a good movie.
1: Yeah, so what we're going to start yeah. off with, we start off with David Banner, uh, played by Nick Nolte, and then the young David is played by Paul uh, Kersey, um, basically uh, David Banner, named for the Incredible Hulk movie, by the way. And in, in mm-hmm. I think in the comic books, uh, Bruce's father was... God, I'm trying to remember his name now. It was not David's, but they they pulled it in to be David for this.
0: It was strange because if, if you remember the TV series, like the beginning, the beginning montage of The Incredible Hulk, there's a gravestone that says Bruce Banner, and the series he's played by Bill Bixby as David Banner. Yeah. So I, I, I like I always like oh well okay like I guess somewhere in the 70s they had a problem with the name Bruce. They did.
1: Although well, no, they had a problem with the Hulk.
0: They did. Is that they, what it was?
1: They didn't want to truly make like to. If you watch, there's a, a documentary about the Hulk. The writer and the basically the, the showrunner didn't want to make it about the Hulk. They wanted to make a different type of story, so they tried to distance themselves from that, and hence Bruce dying. And it was actually Brian Banner was uh, Bruce's father's name in the comic books. Yeah.
0: Well, this one I just did a switch. They made him David, and then now Eric Bond is Bruce, yeah. so –
1: Yep. So, but yeah, but it was more of a, a little nod to uh, to for David. So, uh, but basically, he plays uh, like I said, uh, David Banner, uh, Bruce's mentally unstable biological father, who is also you know, a little on the He's a little, little wacko too. <laughs> yeah, but he's also a genetic scientist uh, for the government, trying to improve the human DNA. Uh, his supervisor, General Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross, one of my favorite characters. I'm sorry, in the hall of the Hulk. Storyline uh, until he makes the twist, <laughs> until he makes that that f- fatal turn to become Abomination. Which, yeah, which, oh, I'm, mean, which I'm hoping. I mean, th- a lot of folks have been talking about. If you watch the MCU and you see Thunderbolt in it a lot, there's Red a Hulk, lot of there's a lot
0: of Red Hulk stuff, man. A lot man. of Red
1: Hulk references, and then we oh, see uh, we see uh, Shang Lee coming out soon, and there's we do see Abomination.
0: I'm not, I'm just saying like everything is adding up and, and like um the actor who plays who plays uh Thunderbolt Ross in the MCU you know, William Hurt yeah he does that right now yeah you wouldn't have to do much you're just getting in mocap so it's not like you know you
1: need to be young no yeah exactly I'm and really saying. yeah they just yeah mocap him and he doesn't even have to like I know mocap nowadays for the the younger actors they like to be in that character and do the movements with him he they really don't have to go that far they can go old school mocap
0: yeah like they don't have to do much like he he doesn't have to do, and they all signs are leading towards this whole Thunderbolts thing. So yeah,
1: I'm, yep. not that I want it, but Hey, well, they're talking again there. Everything seems to be leading, leaning towards the dark Avengers because you're having yeah. the, the, you know, the, the recruitment uh, of, um, Yelena. Elena. Yeah. Then you have where there's hints of the recruitment for uh Hawkeye, which is supposed to be dropping soon. Uh, mm-hmm. you also have, um, I can never remember his name, the the anti Captain America. <laughs> oh, the U.S. agent. Yeah, so you have her in there. So you're having you're seeing this, and you maybe we're going to see Thunderbolt get recruited into the Dark Avengers as well. Yeah, I'd love, to see, so. I'd love to see that in the Phase Four. I think, I'd love so to far. see that
0: too. I actually, see Yelena like show up at a bar, or actually the same bar where Thunderbolt Ross was at with with Tony,
1: saying, "Hey, you're still drinking the same whiskey. How about we do something about that? Like <laughs> just change the whole. That, that'd be kind of cool. well. We uh, there, We do know that she will be in Hawkeye. Elena will be in Hawkeye. So we already know that's cast, that she is going to be uh, in Hawkeye at some point. So hopefully that's when we're going to start seeing this. Uh, But Thunderbolt Ross was played by Sam Elliott, best known for Butch casting The Sundance Kid, The Big Lebowski, another Marvel movie, Ghost Rider, Roadhouse, and every woman's fantasy that was born before 1990. (laughs) (laughs) You ask any woman born before 1990. You say hey, Sam Elliott, you'll see, you'll hear a little Homer. You know,
0: my um, my mother, she was a big Sam guy. Him and uh-huh. um, who was the other guy? Uh, Tom Skerritt. Tom Skerritt. I guess they all look very similar. to Older yeah, guys. with,
1: with the the mustache, yep, yep.
0: It's something about the stash. Older guy with a younger stash. Like I said oh.
1: that every every woman born, born before nineteen nineties fantasy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <Born> <laughs>
1: 19- even even my even my girlfriend growing up, yeah, you know, when she saw him in Roadhouse, she you know, I, I I could hear the moans coming from. Him. I was like, really.
0: Yeah, yeah, he was. He, I'll tell you what, he was a badass at roadhouse man. Mm-hmm. You don't mess with Sand, dude. Like he was a, he was. A, I think it's Patrick's buddy or his trainer or something. Yeah, right? it, he was
1: the the senior bouncer. So yeah, kind of like a friend of his. <laughs>
0: the senior bouncer. That just. Hey, that I, I was, was a bouncer. I,
1: I had it? I had my the people that trained me. Bouncer? Yeah, you you. Yeah, like, so you, had, you. had a Sam Houston type too? Uh, no, no. He, he was he was a big and black guy. So no, so he wasn't well, a Sam sorry. Houston. No. <laughs> Uh, so, so he, so he, uh, Thunderbolt Ross basically forbids human experimentation. So David experiments on himself. Uh, and, and during this, we see, uh, we see his wife, Edith, uh, Cara Bono, uh, who, uh, you guys may know from, uh, Dr. Faye Miller from the fourth uh, season of, uh, ABC's Mad Men. Uh, mm-hmm. Kelly from, uh, The Sopranos, Linda Salvo from, uh, Artie Lang's Beer League. If anybody's never seen that with uh, Ralph Macchio, by the way, good movie, oh, wow. fun movie. And she was also Catherine Wheeler in the uh, horror sci-fi for Netflix, Stranger Things, uh, from 2016 to present. Really? Yeah. That's her? Yeah, she she plays Karen Wheeler in there. Okay. So definitely a a familiar face. Unfortunately, not there with us that long, but it was was kind of fun to see her. Uh, And now during this whole time, we're seeing probably one of the biggest irks that you have for this movie is the way Ang Lee shoots it with the split-screen technology.
0: It's just – Look, it. I get what he was going for. Like he was, he even said in interviews, I was going for like that kind of comic booky type feel. But to me, it was too comic booky. You know that that's like it's like this, and then like this, and like this, and like I understand what he was trying to do. He was trying to make hey man, it's a comic book movie, but it's just, it's like I'm trying to make it like you're watching, you know, a comic book come to life. That's one of those things I wish he would have left.
1: Yeah, but see, that's where you and I differ. I love that aspect about this movie. I, it, it, I loved just, it because you're seeing you're not you're seeing a scene, and normally when you see a scene, you only see the face of the one person, unless it's mm-hmm. a two you know, a side by side scene. This shows both people. So you're mm-hmm. getting both out of both actors at the same time. You're not just looking at the person speaking, you're looking at the person listening and reacting to what they're saying. And I love that aspect. Now, it was a lot for them to, to do this uh, because this required uh, takes for one scene, uh, which would drain Eric Bana like oh, you know, over and over, because not only, you know, they had one camera, you know, they, they had it set up that way. So it really drained him um, to the point like you know, he was on the verge of collapse. Uh, I think it was during his first Hulk transformation it, that took him over four takes to film just the Hulk transformation. But uh, again, one of the things I absolutely loved about the movie, I thought that was fun. It was different. It wasn't just a movie with superheroes. To me, it brought me into the book or into the movie as a fan of the comics. So, mm-hmm. uh, so, uh, so as soon as we find out that uh, Edith is uh, is a soon to, soon to give birth to their son Bruce, David realizes Bruce is going to inherit his mutant DNA because he again David's been experimenting on himself uh, with this uh, with this. Technology. We really don't know much about it just yet, um, but we find out um, that uh, and, and he attempts to find a cure to help his son because he realizes he's getting you know he, something's happening. Because if you watch the movie, there's one moment where the David's in the or Bruce is in the crib, and David sort of pinches him, and you see the hand sort of turn right, turn green.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, one thing, if you notice as you're watching through this, when the Hulk starts turning, you notice he doesn't turn green first. No, no. He turns gray. Gray. A hint to the Gray Hulk, the gray Hulk because yeah, originally, the you know, Hulk was gray when he originally came in. So when you, yeah, you know, when you watch it, yeah, that's something to look at, look for. They, they do a lot of little nuanced nods. They and,
0: do a lot of nice little subtleties. So I get it. That's cool. It's just like that whole
1: just and, we'll and, pass and, and, we're not past that uh, On, yeah, now, past now. That. just get past that part and tell me the, re- what, the rest of it what did you like about it that's what we're going to look at now because you okay. we already know you don't like the, the framing of it but it means, that does okay. that take I'll, you completely I'll, 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 out I'll, of the I'll, out of the story
0: no i'm going to take the framing part away. let's, let's go to the story now
1: uh, okay so uh so david uh realizes you know again like i said he, he, bruce has inherited that so after discovering his this david dangerous experiment Ru- ross thunderbolt shuts down uh Shuts it down, shuts down David's uh, research. David rigs the desert base to ga- – uh, uh, bases gamma reactor to explode as revenge. What a badass. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was kind of cool though. He was like, you know, you're going to fire me? I'm going to throw some gamma rays in this place.
1: Boom. Now, this is where it gets a little twisted, and this is the only thing I, I love about it, and I, I, you kind of do see the Greek tragedy here. Believing Bruce is, a da- is dangerous. David tries to kill him but accidentally murders Edith. And now I guess I could kind of think – there was something I missed in that scene because I didn't really grasp at the first couple of times that he was going after to kill Bruce.
0: Neither did I. I thought he was going to go after the wife all along. Like I, I didn't understand he was like, going to kill Bruce. Yeah, at
1: first – when I first watched – the first couple of watches, I was like, "Did are they arguing because she doesn't – she found out what he did and now yeah. she's mad and now that's – but really the story is is that she was trying to protect him. Because David wanted to kill his son because he knows how dangerous he really is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, uh, so, um, but yeah, like I said, he accidentally uh, murders Edith as, as he tries to protect Bruce. Uh, the trauma causes Bruce to suppress his early childhood memories. So we start seeing like little flashbacks of, throughout the movie, of like his childhood. Like little something will yeah, trigger him. like his dreams and his nightmares yeah. he wakes
0: Cold sweats and all that and
1: so ross arrests david sending him to a mental hospital and puts uh, the four-year-old bruce into foster care uh miss uh, krenzler adopts him and bruce assumes the surname growing up believing his parents are dead uh mm-hmm. again we see a lot of like sort of like P- ptsd sort of uh you know flashbacks for for bruce that
0: part w- that's one of the parts i did like though the ptsd stuff of course if you're going to have this kind of DNA mutagen inside of you and, you know, coming from your dad. I did like that because it shows the effects before he's the Hulk, like well, he's feeling all this stuff. He doesn't turn to the Hulk oh, all of a sudden, like, because he's angry. No, you feel why. Yeah. He has all this stuff inside him that it's building, it's building, it's building. And then when he finally becomes Hulk, you know why. Like, okay, that makes sense. I, I did like that.
1: So then we jumped 30 years later and we were introduced to a Dr. Bruce Banner, who really... It's it's just a geek, you know, and all, all. I mean, when you he even joke, you know, they don't even joke about it because he shows up, you know, riding a bike and wearing his, he's still wearing his helmet in in there. And <laughs> uh, so, but again, so that's uh, played by uh, Eric Bana. Most of you guys should know him from uh, Black Hawk Down, Munich. He was uh, Nero in Star Trek, which uh, I love the re, re- uh, the retelling of Star Trek. Uh, he was Hector in Troy
0: great yeah it was good troy very good
1: troy. now when the project was in the works during the mid-90s remember i told you it was 1997 when they first started doing and it was a uh, john johnson i think is the director's name who did Joe uh, johnson. yeah Joe johnson. Yeah, uh, johnny depp was originally the top choice to play bruce banner uh, And again yeah. you got to think uh, go again like i said 90s think 90s depp not not now depp so he was originally and then later uh then, then later uh billy uh crudup was uh, Angley's first choice to play Banner once he actually got a hold of the movie, um, oh, but he declined it. Declined it. Then uh, Tom Cruise was offered the role, of course, because Tom Cruise got to be offered every freaking role. Then, role. Then Steve Buscemi, which I, I thought well, I was that like, really Buscemi it. would that'd, be in that'd
0: be, it. That'd be a, that's yeah. a weird choice, but not
1: a bad one. So, uh, but yeah, it says it says uh, Buscemi, uh, Duchovny, and Jeff Goldblum were screen tested for the roles as well.
0: Uh, I could see Duchovny or Goldblum.
1: Yeah, I could see those two guys. Uh, now, Edward Norton was also approached to play Bruce Banner, but turned it down. Uh, as, as but being a being a huge Hulk fan, uh, he didn't like the script. Uh, he later did accept the role to be, of course, the Incredible Hulk in 2008. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we could've, could have could could have had could have had him there. Now, I do understand the reason that he did not continue with the Hulk was. Um, and again, this is all rumor and hearsay, but from some of the producers and bigger bigger ups, uh, they were looking for actors that were okay playing in an ensemble environment. And uh, I guess Ed Norton really—I guess they didn't feel Ed Norton matched that kind of attitude in, in that thing. Because when you really look at it, yeah, you know, he what he this would technically would have been the first MCU movie, I think. Because did Iron Man come out before first or after?
0: Uh, uh, Iron Man. Come out
1: for- Two thousand eight. No, Iron Man came out after.
0: You sure that Iron Man came out uh, first? Uh, That Iron Man was two thousand. Iron Man came out the same year the Dark Knight did, and I think the Hulk came out after.
1: Two thousand eight. So okay. So so yeah, they came out the same year. So they both came out at the same time.
0: The first two movie seasons.
1: Yeah. So yeah. So I mean, well, I think it would have been great. I would have loved to have seen him to continue. Especially, I think it would have been a different character. From, uh from what mark turned the character into and nothing against what mark did i i have nothing against him again, it's comic books there are different versions of these characters so I think mark lent something different to the Hulk uh I don't think we would have gotten uh mr fix it uh, oh, in, in,
0: in I, I uh, yeah I yeah
1: i i would yeah but i think uh i i but I think I really think Norton would have been, done a better job overall, and I would love to have seen him and him in uh Robert Downey just chew up a scene oh together. Oh
0: my god. That'd have been awesome. Talking about science bros. So those guys would have been would have killed it together. I think they did a couple movies. I think they did a couple movies together. I have to look that up. Maybe not. But um it would have been nice to see Norton and Robert in a couple scenes.
1: Yeah. So uh, like I said, we're introduced to Bruce, who is a brilliant scientist working at the Berkeley lab with his girlfriend and Ross's estranged Daughter, Betty Ross, played by the one, the only, the beautiful, Jennifer <laughs> Conley. And you better know her from you know, Labyrinth, uh, The Rocketeer, uh, Dark City, uh, and uh, she also uh, for playing the drug addict Darren Aaron Valsky in The Requiem for a Dream, if nobody uh, remembers that one.
0: Yeah, well, that's a one and done movie. You can't watch that movie twice. No, no. <laughs> so now. Hard to watch.
1: Jennifer Jennifer said that she was originally attracted to the role of Betty Betty uh, Ross. I was going to call her Betty White for a second, <laughs> but <laughs> Betty <laughs> Ross. Said, yeah, because uh, yeah, yeah, she, <laughs> she found she found Angley's vision of the Hulk interesting. He wasn't talking about the glossy, fun filled kids movies about the you know green guy running around in tights. Again, you got to realize where we're at. We're two thousand three. We're we're right after you know the X Men, and you know it's not not very um, dark and in a little twist to it. So the the, t- the take he saw. Um he and he was taking along the lines of this tragedy and the psychodrama of mm-hmm. the Green Monster, the rage, the greed, the jealousy and the fear that that's in all of us. And really, if anybody's ever been a Hulk reader, I don't know how much you've read, I don't know if you just dabbled in it here and there. I just dabbled here and that was a
0: big Hulk guy. You if I, you really
1: delve into what he is about, the the drama, the 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 like she just said, you know, the, the rage and the greed and the jealousy and the fear all intermix and they're battling them out. And it, it just – it's uh, it's a really interesting take. Uh, like I said, there was one book came out two years ago and it basically was throughout the comic book you would have Bruce sitting in a chair in his mind as the different versions of the Hulk That's came wandering would... in talking to yeah. him. And yeah. I thought it was just such an interesting – Take and you know, you know, a look into the mind of the of the Hulk. Yeah, like
0: that, I do remember. I I'm not sure what comic book it was, but I know he was talking in his mind, like the, the chair sit down. I do recall because he would sit down, and like the, the Hulk would come out from the other side of his mind, and they would just sit there and they would talk. Like, you know, what are you doing, buddy? Like, what, why, what can we do to handle this? He's like, I'm just so angry. All this shit's going on. He's like, well, if we work together, man, we can do this together. Just yeah. like Bruce yeah. trying to console the Hulk. It's strange, but it was that mo- those moments in the in the comics I like. Yeah, and I wish. They had moments like I think they were trying to replicate something like that in this movie, like towards the end, which didn't really work out the yeah. way I thought it would. But th- th- those panels I did like. I-, I I like when the Hulk is struggling with that inner self, that inner conflict we always talk about, not just the Hulk, but like many heroes, they're always struggling, that inner conflict. But with this one, he's actually struggling with another part of himself that you actually see in other characters. You don't see that. With Hulk, you actually see his manifestations as Bruce, as you know, the Hulk and all that, and it, it's, it's constant struggle inside. I, I do like that when, he, when that does happen. Ugh, excuse me, I was getting tongue
1: tied. <laughs> so, uh, so, and so, uh, so we, we were introduced to Betty. Now, representing the private research company of Athena, the shady Glenn Talbot uh, becomes interested in the scientists' nanomeds, uh, research that create a regeneration for soldiers with the military-industrial complex. Uh, now that that is played by Josh Lucas. Uh, Josh has been in tons of movies: Americans, uh, American Psycho, Sweet Home Alabama, uh, J. Edgar, uh, Ford, and, uh, for, and versus Ferrari. Probably one of the most recent ones that was really good that he's been in. And, and I haven't gotten a chance to watch the show, but I hear nothing but awesome reviews about it. Yellowstone. Hmm. I haven't seen him either. I hear, I hear great reviews. Nothing. Everybody that's like, have you watched Yellowstone? I'm like, no, it's... Is that
0: Kevin Gosser in that one? Yeah,
1: that's the, yeah, that's the one oh, where it's, it's like the ranchers. The ranchers. Yeah, and it something? just looks really, really provocative and interesting. I'm like, I really need to sit down and just like spend my time.
0: I want to check that one out. Yeah, it's, it's like the you're like the 10th person to tell me about Yellowstone. Yeah,
1: like I said, I, I haven't watched it myself. I'm just hearing other opinions, and I have yet to hear a bad opinion about that show. Hmm. So uh so then we like I said, we are in, introduced to to Glenn Talbot. Now Glenn was in the comic books, uh, but he was actually uh another soldier within the uh within the army. He was uh, originally started off as major Glenn Talbot and eventually moved up to a colonel. Uh, he, of course, you know, he was made alongside, you know, everybody else, you know, with like with Stan Lee and, and Steve Dicko. Uh, but he was he was a close compatriot to General Ross. And, now,
0: do you have the uh, the Marvel Wicca in front of you, or you don't? I have I, some, I, I, yeah. Okay, because I, I, for some reason, maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong. I thought the name Glenn Talbot. He was a member of AIM.
1: Was he a member of AIM at all, or no? In the television, uh, in Shield, uh, Agents of Shield, he was up in there. Is that what I'm thinking of? That may be what you're thinking of. I oh, don't know okay. what he played. He was a uh, he was an adversary and later I, begrudgingly an ally to Shield.
0: He may have been a member of AIM for some reason. I don't know why. All these anagrams are you know, AIM, Shield, Sword. I, I, I thought he was a member of AIM. I don't know why I thought that. But
1: like I say, I yeah, expect- he's been he's been a, there's been a, different iterations of him, especially in the animated world, that may have had him on AIM.
0: That's probably what it was then.
1: And maybe in Agents of Shield, I I sort of stopped watching. Um, oh, I stopped I watching a long
0: time ago. Yeah,
1: you, you you kept you kept watching though. You kept I, watching. I hate, I hate watched. That's why. Yeah. I did. yeah I you, you that was a grudge I like watch. Batwoman. Batwoman's a hate watch.
0: Like, I'm like, <laughs> gonna keep watching it.
1: Our our friend Cindy is uh, is still. Uh, she's like, I'm gonna finish it. I'm almost done with, uh, with with Agents of Shield, and I was like, I I just couldn't finish. Uh, I think it was right around the time the Inhumans came out. I think that's about that's the time when, I that's stopped.
0: That's when I well the with the mists came out, that's when I stopped watching it, like with the blue mist and all. I know, I
1: I missed that. I I dived out before that. I think it was right after he got his arm cut off, and I'm like that poor fucking man, he died and you guys are beating the living crap out of him. I can't watch it. I love Colson and they are just just beating him like it. no offense to redheads out there. They're beating him like a redheaded stepchild, all right? Poor Colson, man. <laughs> I just, I just couldn't. I could just had to stop watching. Uh, so, so we're intro- introduced to them, um, and uh, David reappears working as a janitor in the lab building, uh, in the building that to infiltrate Bruce's life. Ross investigates. Now, be- you don't think
0: after all these years they wouldn't have this guy, like you know, up there, like you know, if this guy comes in? Look, I know it's been thirty years. But you don't think like maybe this guy could be considered a little bit dangerous? That maybe the protocols around the base would change? Like he knew everything. He's not on.
1: He's I, not on a military base. They're, no. they're they're on. They're at Berkeley. He's he works at a Berkeley uh, lab. I don't know why I thought they were on a military base. Yeah, no. But he the the first worried. part of the movie was military base. After that, it's now right. private sector. They're in the they're in a Berkeley lab.
0: Okay, okay. Right. I, I take that back. Yeah. I rebuttal that them, Sorry.
1: Now you would think somebody would be watching him after he got out. Now there, I'll, I'll kind of, I'll kind of follow you with that that aspect. Like, hey, you know what? This guy's a little. I'm not naughty. saying the guy
0: is mentally unstable, and he has knowledge of all these things and like molecules and gamma radiation. You would think this guy would be a little bit higher in priority list, just to keep an eye on, just a little bit. I mean, can you imagine his exit interview? Uh, Mr., uh, Mr. Banner, do you think you're sane enough? I'm fine. Everything's going to be fine. Nothing's going to happen. Uh, you're not going to go visit your son, are you? No, 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 no. I promise. I'm just going to go live in this house with my three dogs. No, I don't think
1: that happened. Well, I mean, that's pretty much what did happen. I mean, he, <laughs> he did go live in, and he mostly, I, if I remember correctly, I believe he changed his name. So he couldn't do that. And you got to realize also, Bruce wasn't Bruce Banner at this point, he was still Bruce uh, Kensler. <laughs> Yeah, krenzler yeah or krenzler sorry krenzler, krenzler. got the r in there so i mean so there's a lot of ways that that kind of got a bypass because he probably changed his name bruce wasn't going by that name but we start seeing that you know he, he's sort of watching over and again now that i know that he was scared of bruce and was trying wasn't that he was trying to protect him he was trying to stop him. him yeah now that make puts a little bit more you know you know interest in there but uh Ross uh starts investigating and becomes concerned of Betty's safety around Bruce cuz he knows he really knows and i think that's probably why there was a little bit leniency on David because uh, uh Thunderbolt knew what David did but didn't want to kill the kid you know it, it's kind of it's kind of that that theory you know can you kill, go back and kill baby Hitler you're still killing a baby so when you you know with the Hulk's a baby would you kill him no cuz it's a baby he could Take a different route. You know, there's always that, that kind of that, that thought process.
0: Like, like trying to travel in time and kill baby Thanos, you know? Yeah,
1: exactly. your little <laughs> thing. <mate. laughs> so Bruce saves Betty and their colleague Harper from an accident within a malfunctioning gamma sphere, uh, basically. Uh, and then uh, waking in a uh, hospital bed. So that's at the very moment that basically the gamma rays activate what was changed, you know, genetically inside of Bruce. Very reminiscent of how Bruce you know, got his abilities in the comic books. It wasn't in a lab, in the comic books he was out there. Wasn't it the,
0: outside in the field? They were outside yeah.
1: in the field, and I think was it was Sam Jones, I think was the kid's name. Yeah. He pushed no, him away. No, no, it was Rick Jones. Rick, Rick Jones, Jones, right? Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Rick Jones, yeah. So, you know, very, very reminiscent of that. Um, and, of course, we do kind of see a little similarity to also the, you know, the 70s television series as well. Just a little bit. Uh, actually, and on site at the university, that's where we run into our... Cameos
0: and Lee. Yeah, we got
1: Stanley and uh, Lou Ferrigno. Exactly. Yeah, they both play security guards. And I think Lou Lou played a security guard also. I think in the Incredible Hulk as well. Yeah,
0: he did. Remember, he's in the scene where Norton's like the pizza guy. Yeah. He's like, "Hey, man, can I go up there?" He's just the guy's pissed off upstairs. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna let you.
1: Yeah. And again, guys, remember uh, uh, Lou Ferrigno played the voice of the Hulk all the way up till I think it was was it no, it was an end game. Um, I think it was two movies two before. More. Infinity War, I think yeah. Infinity War was the la- was the, was the he didn't. I don't think he did it on there. Um, was, no, Can it wasn't it? Infinity. Was no, no, it was. Um, that's right. We already did it. No, it was uh, Thor. That was that was uh, that was his last one. Oh, okay. Uh, Ragnarok, right? yeah, Ragnarok. Yeah, that was yeah that was the last time we heard of him doing it. But yeah, he continued to play the the voice of the Hulk, which I thought is was great. That's good. I'm glad. It was a good dude. So, uh, but Bruce wakes up in the hospital. Bruce tells Betty he feels better than, you know, better than ever. But, you know, Betty, you know, cannot fathom his, you know, survival since, you know, the nan nanomeds killed everything else. But well, not to, him. Yeah, just not to him. But unknown to them, the radiation merged with uh, Bruce's altered DNA. And so we, we you know, we kind of so see it, that in a quick little blood, blood sequence.
0: So it activated a dormant kind of like gene inside of him. And now those genes are awake. That's that's crazy when you think about it. Like they injected him when he was a kid and the gamma radiation just woke that stuff up like, whoa, OK.
1: Well, I mean, that's that's typical Stan Lee's writing, you know, for that time. You got to realize he he was all, you know, not just him, but a lot of the, you know, the 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 sci-fi and uh, sci-fi genres in the 60s was all about, you know, we had the monsters from the 40s and the 50s, you know, the the, the, the Draculas, the vampires, the werewolves, the zombies go into the 60s the new villain is the nuclear age so you see you know if you think back to the birth of spider-man it was genetic alteration of you know, radiation basically from a spider same thing here uh you know you look at it, just different versions of, if you look through most of marvel's creations it's all about gene manipulation in some way whether it's radiation yeah, they're, or...
0: they're always throwing like science and they like to a heightened level like yeah. with the mutants with spider-man with hulk there's there's a ton of them like that. I mean, these are just the tip of the iceberg. These are the most, probably the most popular ones. But if you go into their, their their lexicon, there's probably tons of others we could talk oh, about. Oh, yeah. well, we got a new,
1: got the new movie coming out. You look at uh, Morbius, you know. Yeah, there's another one. Yeah, another one right there. Yeah, so they, yeah they don't they don't play too much. On, you know, if it's not something that they created themselves, hence you know, like an Iron Man theme or a God version, it's mm-hmm. something you know, genetic and you know, from the nuclear age. And again, that's based off of what we what was written at that time. You think about characters that were written. In the 80s and the 90s, their creation is a little different, you know, Uh, especially like if you look at the 90s, uh, a lot of the newer ones were more about your darker sides. Um, You know, you look at the birth of of, uh, Image Comics, you know, the whole the whole concept of Image Comics, most of those characters were either like either like soldiers or pretty much, almost all of them were ex-soldiers at some point. But I yeah, think they were also <laughs> I mean, when I'm thinking about it, a lot of them were <laughs> like a lot of ex-soldiers. But then something happened. You look at you know Spawn. You know it was a deal with the devil in a, in a way. Uh, and you look at the rest of the teams that were you know formed. You look at um, the Milestone Comics. Milestone Comics was based off of a drug being released to control a crowd. Everybody in the in the Dakotaverse mutated in some way based off of basically crowd control. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, you just look at the different creations. I know there's not a lot, I know there's a lot of up and coming artists and storybooks that are still out there, but anything that's come out and gotten big, I can't really, I, I really can't think of many. Uh, um, I mean, mm-hmm. I think probably the best one I can think of is like maybe um, uh, Superbad. Not Superbad, I'm sorry. Oh, shit. Uh, Kick-Ass, kick sorry. Why kick the, ass, yeah. But, uh, you know, I think like Kick-Ass, but again, you look at when he was created why how was he created because of how the world was around him and he wasn't or, you know, that was more about an environment
0: where they, that basically yeah. he could just stand it anymore yeah i it's guess just... i guess
1: a lot of the the, the millar world you know kind of you will look at those as a newer newer one a lot of those were created in that aspect you know what yeah. they were uh, even like probably the one of the movies you did uh, for one of uh, our reviews uh, Hell, uh hell's kitchen yeah you know that's about these women based in their environment and what they become so
0: yeah, literally. It's actually a pretty good movie, man. I'm not watching it. I did, that was a long time ago. I did that review. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Wow, <laughs> I can't believe you brought that up. Check the archives out. Yeah, it's out.
1: Check, yeah, it's, a, it's on the list. It's on the list. <laughs> so where are we at? Sorry about that. Lost my place here. Henry nah. Bruce's right. DNA. Okay, uh, he is later. Uh, he later uses a sample of Bruce's DNA. We're talking about David because he David meets him hours later, revealing their relationship and hinting to Bruce's about Bruce's mutation. He later uses samples of Bruce's DNA for animal experimentations. Uh, Bruce, uh, Bruce increases his rage from the, from the uh, tension mounting around him, um, and it basically activates the gamma radiation in his DNA, and he becomes the Hulk. Uh, we see the dogs that you're so happy about. Ang Lee, actually, and, I, and I'll, I'll tell you this, is probably Ang Lee's fault. It was his children that designed the dogs. That's why you're probably like, what? The, what the hell is that dog? What? what that, that looks so weird. No, his his. Uh, I think it was his 12 year old son created, kind of did a mock up of drawing of the dogs, and that's what they made it as. Yeah, Hulk dogs. Hulk there dogs. Hey, Hulk dogs. It's like a hot. Hey. Is
0: that like a hot dog or a Hulk dog? Hulk dog. <laughs> that's a big hot dog, baby. <laughs> go to stand Island and get yourself a Hulk dog.
1: So according to the animators of the Hulk that from uh, ILM. The Hulk's weight, because when, when they when they do a you know a, a, a CGI, they actually base it off of real world designs and everything. So they they figured it out that Hulk's weight at his size was three thousand four hundred and fifty two pounds. Jeez, uh, how, many, how many tons is that? Uh, he's, you know, he's, a, he's saying he can exert fourteen tons of pressure per square inch. Oh. Uh, his skin is ten times stronger than Kevlar. His chest measurements were seventeen feet and four inches. Uh, his waist was 12 feet and 10 inches. His feet, 4 feet, 3 inches. Uh, his neck was 6 feet, 9 inches wide. Uh, <laughs> if he wore shoes, they would be a size 87. <laughs> <laughs> and he can move at top speeds of 300 miles uh, or you know, 383 uh, kilometers per hour and cross 3, three to four, 4 miles in a single jump. So when we do see him jump, that's kind of the distance. But yeah, that, that, that ridiculous jumps of <laughs> hey, that's how Superman started. That, that leap in tall building, but that that was really how he got around. He didn't fly.
0: Yeah, well, Hulk basically fly, flies in this film. Basically,
1: well, three to four miles. Yeah, that's that's a good yeah. jump. I don't know, man. <laughs> but also, but also in this movie, the matter the Hulk gets. This is something that I think they they took away. And I think it should have stayed. They kept it in this movie, and that's one thing I will give them, is the matter the Hulk gets, the larger he became. He gets, yeah. He his, he his first time we see him, he appears to be about nine feet tall. Second time, he is 12 feet tall. The third time we see him, he is 15 feet tall, and his skin would also uh, be colored gray to green when he first appeared. Of course, you know, we already talked about that. Um, so there were three distinctive different hulks when they actually created it because you get the size difference the angrier he got the bigger he got the stronger he got and i think that's something that were they really, and i think that's really what pissed a lot of us off when it came did come to end game is thanos manhandling the hulk like that yeah but that because that was, every one of us are like no it's the hulk you hit him he gets mad gets bigger it's yeah, gonna fuck like, no you yeah. harder
0: yeah, and, and the, the way Thanos did he just beat the living hell out of him. I get Thanos was more trained and you know the Hulk eventually was gonna lose a fight and eventually I wanted to see that rematch, which unfortunately we never got. Yeah, which exactly.
1: Just, yeah, it was just a we, we we got we got the rematch with Thor and him because Thor was, you know, but was hurt. But that that was about about it. Honestly, I I, I wanted more to see Thanos and, and Hulk. Yeah. I, I, wanted, I
0: wanted Hulk. I didn't want like yeah. Mr. Fix it like, Hey Thanos, let's just sit down and talk yeah. about it like, No Worse, I don't want yeah. you. Worse.
1: Worst thing, oh, worst thing they did. You can I say what you Hulk, can say whatever you want about this movie. They did not fuck the Hulk up. All right, no, they just don't uh, like the cinematography that Angley was trying to attempt.
0: I the, that I don't <laughs> like. A couple of storytelling uh, beats are kind of wonky, and the Hulk, you know, jumping like you know three thousand feet is a little wonky. But no, Hulk wise, they did the Hulk solid. They did the, the Hulk the way he's supposed yeah. to be. And if you look at it, and when you're describing the point when the actually the matter of the Hulk gets stronger, he gets that's a beat that was used by some DC folks when they created Doomsday. Yeah, when Doomsday was created, you know the actually the, the more they shoot Doomsday and the, the he actually develops and changes his armor style. He gets madder, he gets bigger, he gets stronger. So it's uh, one of the things that DC stole. Also, so not so much. Well, it wasn't like,
1: that he got bigger or anything? He just whatever killed him the last time couldn't kill him again. Was, that was yeah, yeah. It wasn't that he got bigger or stronger. He just like well, you you drowned him. Well, he can't die from drowning anymore. Move on. Next, got to find something. He was he was very Borg esque. When you think Ooh. about it, you know, the Borg, if any Star, you know, Trekkies are out there, you think about the Borg, they can shoot a laser or shoot one of their phasers at them and hit them once. Well, next time you shoot it, it, it can't work anymore because they've matched they've that. Adapted. Laser. Yeah. They so they adapted, have to change yeah. the frequency. That was
0: actually, that was one of the cooler things in that episode uh, when you first see the Borg and they invade the Enterprise. It's like they shot them once. Oh, they got them. The next time you shoot them, boom, they got the,
1: the laser yeah, up. It's it's like, up.
0: Yeah, shield up. Oh, they've adapted.
1: <laughs> yep. So Betty calls Ross the, the following day uh, after uh, we you know we hear about you know the you know about the Hulk, um, and the army sedates and takes Bruce to a desert base, deeming him uh, damned to uh, follow in David's footsteps. At this point, they don't even know he's the Hulk yet, do they? Yeah. General Ross has been on top of him. I mean, you got to remember.
0: They didn't, they didn't really know. I mean, they're just going on speculation. I mean, yeah, they find out later, but that's yes. like at the moment. Oh, like- sorry.
1: I'm sorry. I, I stepped over a whole scene. I, I do apologize, guys. Uh, so, yeah, after he changes in the Hulk and he destroys his lab, Betty finds Bruce unconscious in his home the following morning. So you think Betty tipped him off? Uh, that's why we're gonna go to there. I don't think so. You know because Betty was estranged from her father. She didn't want anything to do with yeah, her dad. She, she didn't like her dad. But you know, again, I-, I think I think they were keeping tabs on David. And I think once they realized David was interacting with Bruce somehow, Ross stepped in again.
0: two together. Yeah, yeah. Every
1: every time you see Ross, Ross is just a nose. He's. There are moments they do Sam Lang this way in Superman. They make him this overbearing general father, you know. They're they're very similar. I, I'm sure that they really. I'm gonna say it, DC probably stole, you know, the 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 concept oh. of, of you know Thunderbolt. I don't because I, I don't remember seeing. I don't know who came first. Though. Was yeah. it Thunderbolt? or Sam? Either Lanham? either one. They're just one of these overbearing, abrasive general military fathers, and they just. I like how they're treating Sam now in. He's more developed. He like is, but, but he, you see that happen
0: in general. But yeah. he's still like over. He's still the overprotective dad and overprotective yeah. world too. He's like, look, I gotta have these things. Yeah, but he learns. He, learns. he learns. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, and Superman and Lois, he learns. You, he, he, he pisses you off like season or episode eight, but eventually like, he's like, okay, I, I was wrong. Yes, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm doing it right. Even Superman's like, no, you, I get you what, why you're doing what you're doing. Get it? But yeah, there's a, there's an episode. It's me, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's me. Yeah, it's yeah. me. So,
0: um, so, she, um, so, so she so wakes
1: up the following morning. He doesn't remember anything. So uh, Betty or Ross arrives later to question Bruce, and because they find out that the lab got destroyed. Uh, so uh, Bruce uh, um, or Betty uh, locates David to uh, to investigate him, finding out a little bit more what's going on. Because Ross does sort of mention his father. Like you know, you're like your dad, and so she's trying to figure out what's going on. After hours of interrogation, Ross seizes the lab and places Bruce under house arrest. Uh, probably one of my favorite scenes when he when he finally gets mad and, and, and just the, oh,
0: wow, yeah, that scene was cool in the house where he's transforming and he gets pissed off and he just breaks that dude's neck. Well, he didn't mean to just throw him to the yeah. side like nothing. I was like, yeah, you so bitch <laughs>
1: So David calls Bruce that night, revealing that uh, that he uh, he mutated three of his dogs again, something you, you didn't like, and uh, sick them on Betty uh enraging uh, him, uh, Talbot attacks Bruce about the lab, and then uh, Bruce transforms and injures Talbot and Ross's MPs, and the Hulk finds Betty in the forest cabin and rescues her from these dogs, and then, of course, he changes back. And as much as you can say about the dogs and how silly they looked and bad CGI and everything, I love that fight scene. Fight like, scene was cool. I thought that was so – I mean what else are you going to do to a, a mad dog but open up his jaws and just like you know rip it apart?
0: Yeah, I mean, that was cool. I just wish it wasn't dogs. What could have been anything else. Could could have gotten the mole man or something. Uh, what, what, what do you
1: want? What do you want? Mad cows coming after him or something? Mare!
0: <laughs> Shut up. No mad cows. You, you won't like, oh, like me when
1: I'm mad. Like,
0: <laughs> kind of, like, maybe, look, at they're working on some kind of, like, soldier syndrome, right? Maybe they've had, like, just, like, preliminary tests. Monkeys? And, mad monkeys? I don't know. Like, mad soldiers. Like, hey, they're, they're deranged. We had these guys locked away for experimentation. Let's throw them out there. So, so
1: you want them to pull in the winter soldier, then? I don't know. You could do that.
0: Just that the dog thing was just silly, but uh, let's get past that. Okay. He shrunk down. Yeah. So he (laughs) shrunk
1: down. Betty calls Ross the following day. The army uh, shows up, sedates him at the cabin, uh, takes Bruce to the, to a desert base, deeming him uh, damned to follow in uh, David's footsteps. Ross doubts helping Bruce at all. He's like, I'm not even going to bother helping. I'm just going to lock him up, let him rot. Uh, But Betty persuades Ross to let, let her try, you know, try to talk him down. David subjects himself to some nanites and gamma spears and becomes uh, able to meld and absorb the properties of anything around him that he touches. And I cannot for the life of me remember, other than a DC character, that can do this in Marvel. Uh I can't think of one off the top of my head because the only one I can think of in DC is uh what is it uh, uh Met- Metamorpho or Metamorpho yeah it's yeah. probably like the only one that's the only one but nothing but th- th- but again he's DC I can't think of anything in Marvel again I'm not sure what they base this off of so neither do I it was kind of kind of wonky some things but um yeah hmm. so Talbot Talbot wrestles control from Ross uh, forcing Betty to return home uh, and seeking to profit. From the Hulk's power, Talbot uh, fails to provide uh, or fails to provoke Bruce and puts him in an isolation tank. David confronts Betty at her house. By the way, Betty's house was in another movie, classic movie, same exact house. It's the same house that was in *To Kill a Mockingbird*. Was it? Yep, from 1962. Yeah, that same exact house they used. Hmm. So uh, David confronts Betty at the house and offering to you know surrender himself and asking to speak to Bruce one last time in exchange. That's all he wants. Be a good dad for a change. My ass. Yeah. About, yeah, yeah. So Talbot introduces the, a nightmare from Bruce's repressed memories and triggers a transformation, uh, basically trapping the Hulk in this, like, sticky foam. Uh, Talbot uh, tries to take the sample of him, trying to take some DNA samples, uh, but this uh, enrages the Hulk even more, and he breaks free.
0: Breaks free the sticky stuff.
1: Yep. Hey, Got to get away from the sticky stuff, man.
0: <laughs> sticky.
1: <laughs> Lisa, it wasn't stuffed from that like that eighties uh, movie uh, with the ice cream. Be,
0: can you imagine that? <laughs> that would have been cool. Like that white blobby thing he's fighting instead yeah. of like this foamy stuff.
1: Like, yeah. So Talbert uh, fires an explosive round, but it rebounds into the back of back wall and explodes, which I kind of thought was kind of a cool scene. Seeing it like ricochet back out so res- ross finally resumes and, and takes over after uh upon talbot's death uh hulk escapes uh into the uh, ba- escapes the base and, and battles the army in the desert which i mean gr- again always a great scene and then he leaps all this all the way over again he can only leave three to four miles not the thousand miles that kane said earlier he hmm. leaps his way over to san francisco to find betty this i think is probably one of the cooler scenes where you see him on the, uh, the top of the hills yeah it was a
0: disco or something yeah that's pretty cool
1: I yeah I, lo- I love that scene i thought that was a, such a cool scene uh she uh she convinces ross to take her to the hulk and trying to be, basically make bruce return to normal uh so they do then of course they take bruce back into the back to the base in this there's a one in the city now instead of one out in the desert which you figured yeah, after we, after he broke we, out of the one in the in the desert why would you bring him to the city but
0: why would you bring him the dead? that's silly They're like wait a minute he, he easily broke out of the one in the desert which is probably bigger but you're going to put them one in the city.
1: It's going to be even stronger. Like, yeah. yeah, you got a Hulk prison in there. We
0: don't know exactly.
1: Well, yeah. No, they're, they're working on it. I guess so. So Shit. Bruce and David are talk at a base in the city where Ross wa- watches threatening to incinerate them both, which I thought was like a really fucked up thing. They're like on this, like Jesus. two chairs sitting on like this laser <laughs> laser. That's base. the
0: thing I was talking to you about. Remember the, uh, the whole scene in Bruce's head where they have the chairs and they're like the Hulk is talking to yeah. Bruce. That's the scene I was talking about. Very symbolic of that. Yeah you know, those kind of panels. Basically
1: that's what it is. If you really think about it, David is the Hulk in Bruce's head, you know, they're yeah. constantly battling. And cause it's David that basically put the Hulk in there. Mm-hmm. So it's really not, you know, I mean, he's talking to his father really, but he's really talking to the Hulk's father.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing that I kind of, I, I wish they would have made him, I know it's a quip and he becomes some kind of like what metamorpho type of guy, uh, which was silly. I wish, I really wish they could have made him the maestro. A form of the of the the Mastro, whatever his name was. Remember was the Hulk from the future it was like bald headed, and he's got a beard and all that. I wish they would have just made it him, but yeah. Like I said, quip, you know, it's just the whole metamorphal thing it was like, eh, good without that.
1: So uh, David uh, has uh, descended into this megalomaniac, just like this mad, like he just wants to control Bruce now, wants to pu- wants to literally push him to become the Hulk. You know, beforehand when he started the movie, he's to kill he was trying to stop the Hulk from being. You know, alive, and now he's like, "Oh wait, no, I, I, we want to use this power. I want to use this power now, uh, because uh, you know he's wanting Bruce's power to destroy his enemies." Uh, after Bruce refuses, uh, David bites into a high voltage cable. When Ross powers it up and absor- he absorbs the en- energy, basically mutating into a powerful electrical creature. Um, yeah, the, the metamorphal. <laughs> yeah. Again. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Or. I guess uh, too- what, what what's what's the uh what's the electric girl from uh from Batman Beyond?
0: Oh uh Livewire. Yeah, LiveWire,
1: very live very, wire. very reminiscent of a live wire. <laughs> oh my god. So Bruce he's de- cool. not. <laughs> no. Doesn't doesn't have the legs for it.
0: Hey,
1: Touche. Uh so Bruce becomes the Hulk and he and he fights and overpowers him. They're presumed dead after Ross orders a gamma charged bomb to end the battle. So they they run out to the desert and he just drops a bomb on them. Um, and then, of course, you know we're at the end, and a year later, Ross has, has Betty under constant surveillance, surveillance, and many Holt sightings still occur. Since Bruce finds uh, he finds exile in the Amazon rainforest as a medical camp doctor. Mm. Yeah. Now, I definitely will say, yeah, that the the megalomaniac change to David is uh, probably one of the biggest stretches for me to go from that character to this character. Just like really, I understand, you know, characters change, but that was just a, it seems like a big change to happen.
0: And it came out of nowhere too. Yeah. Like you didn't even know it was going to happen. I thought, well, he's going to fight the military in this movie and eventually he's just going to run away and leave and hide because he doesn't want, he's afraid of his power. But the whole, like, it was cool that he's fighting his dad in his head. Like he, because his dad is the Hulk basically that put him in there. But I could have really done it without the Metamorpho whatever liquid man. That yeah.
1: Like, I, I agree with you. Yeah. That should have been a different type character. And I'm sure, I mean the, the echelon of characters they have, they could have used. You,
0: there's a ton of Hulk characters. They didn't even touch and still haven't touched. And like you, and like the next movie they do. I mean, Lord the most that.
1: logical one is what they did in the incredible Hulk, the abomination. It was the, the most logical. I mean, you have your dad who's a genetics geneticist manipulating things. Why would he go to like this weird, strange electrical thing instead of going in enhancing what you already were. Mm-hmm. He's already taken your DNA why not morph it into something stronger or more, you yeah, know, well, maniac, which to me, yeah. it'd be abomination.
0: Yeah, exactly. You could have used that whole thing. He has DNA and he finds some kind of soldier in, in the movie. Like, Hey man, I'm trying he's, it's a
1: soldier, basically, down this look, like almost an Incredible Hulk. Hey, like, I want to try. I want to stay in the game. Well, no, okay. well, no, that's that's that movie. I'm talking this one. No, the dad becomes the abomination. Oh, that's what me. I'm saying. No, don't go that route. Oh, no, well. go that the dad because the dad's the dad's the one that's trying to change and trying to become more powerful. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, and you, you stick hard. to kind of
1: the basic story, but that but the creature that he became should have been abomination because I mean what that, what logical path is is he's making messing with Bruce's DNA. Well, let's make it even more crazier. Then that's when he becomes this megalomaniac as Abomination into me, it would have made more sense. Yeah, a lot more sense. Yeah,
0: well, at least the MCU did it, and we're going to see. Actually, one of the characters yeah. we're going to see again, probably in a couple, actually a couple months, is Abomination. He's coming back. So yeah,
1: yeah, we already talked about or that.
0: It. Yeah, yes, we did there. So, so, uh, man, I still don't like this movie. Let's. <laughs> Two out of five straight jackets for me. I mean, the the, the what saves it for me is the Hulk. If you're going to watch this movie purely on a status of the Hulk, you big Hulk guy, you want to see what he looks like when he's jumping buildings, breaking tanks, spinning him around, and just like going, you watch this movie for the Hulk. Like, when I first saw the trailer for this, it came out of nowhere. I was dating this uh, stripper back in the day. We went to go see this movie, and uh, all of a sudden, this freaking Hulk thing pops up. Like, doesn't show anything. just shows his eyes, and it says the Incredible Hulk coming. I'm like, oh, I'm stoked. Watched it, almost fell asleep a couple times. When the Hulk scenes came on, it was really good. The Hulk saves this movie for me. Everything else is I could have done without. The whole metamorphosis shit. That's and-
1: what it is. You were all- dating a stripper at the time. And when you watch this, you never- oh, okay. Now that explains everything now. I got it.
0: I don't know what you mean.
1: Mm-hmm. But what... <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> what is your grades for it, sir? Me, again, I like it. I'm not saying it's a great movie. There are some problems they have. That it just like I said, the, 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 the journey they went was great. The journey they started with I thought was great. I like the I liked the cinematography. I thought it was different, something freshing. Um, I think they could have. Yeah, like I said, I think the, the villain could have changed a little bit. Uh, yeah, I'll give it a three. I mean, like I said, it's not the best, not the not the worst either.
0: Yeah, the Hulk stuff really good. Everything else not so good. but Yeah.
1: See, more, my people. I wonder if this was made, you know, if it was just like a standalone, or if they were even contemplating a, a an MCU expanded universe at this moment. Because to me, see- it looks like they weren't. This was just like, hey,
0: no, it was just a more contained film. Yeah. Probably, they could have done a sequel if they wanted to, but and I think they, that's probably
1: why they they went to a different direction with the villain because if it. 'Cause honestly, I mean, why why branch too far outside of the world that's already written for you? You know, this seems like like it's almost like Angley wanted to have his own stamp of, hey, this is my Hulk movie. So I mean yeah. if that's where you wanted, that's great. But yeah, they could have definitely made a, a little twist with that.
0: Sometimes going to the source material is not a bad thing. You get you can borrow things in there. Like the MCU does it all the time. Sometimes they don't take the obvious villains. They'll take like ones that you haven't heard from in a long time. But um, you know, it just like I said, watch it for the Hulk itself. Nothing more.
1: All right, guys. Well, make sure you do check out that. This is our first one for the month. We're going to have uh, next week. We are going to have Venom. So make sure you do tune in for that. And also check out some of our latest shows for The Heroes Asylum. We came out a new episode last week. Mm-hmm. And we got some uh, other shows getting ready to drop here shortly. So make sure you guys do check them out.
0: Yeah. Check us out on Twitter at Heroes Asylum underscore podcast. Instagram at the Heroes Asylum. And for Mike to me to you. We'll see you soon. Bye.